previously on Ashes of the Order. After brief exchanges with Anakin and Obi-Wan, Lahela and Rokti finally spoke to Admiral, who was then hired by Temran Ka. Once his freighter is repaired, he is to take the Jedi back to Coruscant. In the meantime, Temran intends to investigate the satellite tower and use it for her own ends. Hey, I'm I'm Derek. I'm playing a human smuggler slash gunslinger. Name is Admiral. Hi, I'm Colleen. I am playing Rokti. She is a Twilight mystic. I'm Amy. I'm playing Lahela Bell, a Tabruta, who is a Jedi Consular. Hey everybody, Chris here. Just before we hop into the episode, to all of our listeners around the world, Merry Christmas, Happy Saturnalia, Candle Nights, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays. Whatever you do, we hope you are enjoying the end of the year, and we wish you all the best in 2020. Thank you for listening to the Quarter Portion Podcast and Ashes of the Order this year. We really appreciate your support and continued patronage. Again, as mentioned last episode, the audio is going to be a little bit rougher this time around. I apologize again. Those unforeseen difficulties tampered with this part of the episode as well, fortunately. But uh, next episode will be on January 17th, back at our proper sound quality. And uh, with, at this point, we have two episodes left before the season finale, as it were. Uh, you'll want to stick around for those as things are about to heat up. All right, enjoy the episode. So three weeks pass as Temrin toils away in the satellite tower. She rarely descends from the top of the tower, having constructed a sort of makeshift office and shelter from spare metal plates and tarps. You check in with her almost daily and watch chaos spread through the shelter. Star maps are hastily drawn and edited on many different types of scrap paper, even on the walls themselves. So she's kind of sequestered herself up at the top of the tower, made a sort of working space up there. Um, and she alternates between using the computer terminal there and like realigning the satellite and scanning stuff. And then going back into this office and like basically recording all her findings and drawing stuff out. And she's kind of left the three of you, well, the two Padawans on their own and while well, you guys are working on the ship. Do you guys try to help her out or try to go in on anything? Like, do you think you go talk to her? She's giving you really no direction. Yeah, so for the first little bit, definitely Lahela would have probably just kept her distance because they know their master when she gets into her thing. They know to kind of leave her alone. Um, so she would just continue to shoot it in meditation, training, typically things like that. But probably halfway to the end of the first week, she would have started to approach her master and be like, I can record star maps for you. Is there anything else that I can be doing to help you? Okay. Roll an, an astrogation check. Challenge? Maybe two black. Total of one advantage. Okay. Done fucked up. <laughs> so she considers your offer for a second and then she gestures to a star system on, on, a, on a wall and she says, can you identify what star system this is? Yes. And what is it? I wish I knew more about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the inner core. Uh, it's the. It looks like that Naboo is in there somewhere. She would stop and kind of give you like a look of, of like matronly sympathy, and stares you for a moment after after you stop talking. And she says, "That's certainly an interesting guess, but I believe your effort is better spent on your studies." And she gently guides you out and uh, tells you to go work on meditation or should something. Should have said Corbin. Should have said Corbin. Rokti, would you? Yeah, I can, like, I definitely would have followed her being like she's taking a step to actually talk to the master when she's like this. Do you want me to roll one, too? Just yeah, so see, if, see if you... Have so when you get two blocks, you get two green as well? For advantage. Yeah, you, you, you have a similar interaction. But, but, <laughs> does it have anything to do with lore or outer rim? Uh, outer rim. 
Astrogation is pretty much the only thing I could really accept on this one. I'm like, and that's okay. You didn't have to do that there. Cool. Really? He knows the star system. Oh, he does. There is a cat. <laughs> so anyway, so you roll that, so it's going to be a similar... Yeah. It's a similar interaction. She kind of shoes you away. It, I imagine you get, like you guys would check on her every now and then just to like, bring her food and stuff. And like it's a very chaotic thing that's spreading across spreading across the walls and everything. <laughs> it's being like, things. whole sections have been like rewritten and she's bapping a thousand different things, it looks like. It's all very high-level astrogation stuff. Throughout this time, though, uh, you, Admiral, will hear no trace of Deckard throughout the town. Good. So um, he's kind of essentially fallen off the world. Sweet. Um, while I'm not checking on our master or like meditating or anything like that, I'm going to be whether it be walking or sneaking into your ship periodically and following around QP, being like, "What does this button do?" To press it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, and then probably closer to the end of the three weeks ish, uh, Lahela would get. Probably getting mildly more and more irritated that they're not doing anything actually mission-wise once again. And this time it's not even in the temple for learning with others and things like that. She's literally, they're literally just here with their master for no obvious reason at all. Um, and like go down and check on the Admiral and actually start asking to see if she wants like assistance with help and things like that with repairing the ship. Do you, any, do you know anything about fixing a starship? I may not know a lot about fixing a starship, but I sure know that you don't know how to do this. And then she'll force list all the plates just staring you in the eye. Yeah, I was not supposed to go there yet. <laughs> She'll bring it over and let it fall on your foot. I'm going to dodge out of the way. Maybe while friends have the ship, QP squeals. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? QP squeals and you just hear, Wait, QP, what does this button do? <laughs> QP, get these two off of my ship. You're quickly discovering that he's a very neurotic droid. Uh, so then, like, the combination of you like going after him and like trying to press things on him and like you moving a plate we're not supposed to yet is just like grabbing him off the wall. Like, and at this point, like his dome just spins and he storms off the ship. Wait, QP, get back here! More questions. What are you doing here? I don't know. Go back to your master. Oh. You're in my way. Okay, I'll go back inside. I go and turn Walt back into the ship. <laughs> I'm going to shoot her in the back. <laughs> <laughs> she just dropped a thing on you. Yeah, let, yeah, well, Halo, after she had dropped the thing on your foot, would have just simply walked back into the comms tower to do more meditations and stuff like that and just not engage with you again. Now, we're going to rewind a little bit. And on the fifth day, uh, so you've gotten, repairs have started, like everything's been carted up and you know, you've started out making some good progress on the ship already. And Tamron is set up in her tower. She's asked on, on this day particular not to be interrupted. But a lone clone trooper walks up around the path um, to the top of the, of the tower and you can tell he's a commander rank. What are you two doing around this? Like, what, like, what would the two of you be doing? At this point, I probably still wouldn't be really interacting with him too much. Um, keeping more to myself, doing so, like meditation. Sorry, are we on the top of the commentary? Where would we want to be? We're just like, in that area. Someone's walking up to. I'm picturing this like you guys are like around the front of the building. Yeah. Because okay. there's the, there's a big open space where the ship's parked. Okay. Um, in front of the comms tower, which kind of juts out over the cliff. Lahela would have borrowed Rock T's uh, lightsaber, the basic saber that she had, and was practicing her different formations. Is what she did. Um, Rock T would be staring longingly at the ship because. She had been kicked off for touching things while they're trying to fix it. <laughs> she, she needs to build up the rest of the nerve to go back in again. Yeah, like, I, she's staring at the ship being like, 
should I go back on? They seemed very upset. <laughs> She's, like, deciding whether or not. And, like, you, you step towards the ramp, and you can still hear QB, like, chippering away inside. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh. And that, as you're kind of, like, will they, won't they, going up the ramp, this is when the clone trooper arrives, and he politely interrupts. He takes off his helmet and uh, greets you with his full, uh, full identification number. Then he pauses and realizes that this means nothing to you. He says, Commander Gary of the 741st, I've come by to introduce myself to your master, Temran Kaw. Rafti would kind of turn and be like, what business do you have with our master? She is doing important work and must not be disturbed. Well, the 741st is doing the cleanup from, from the battle. We're taking care of all the of all the debris left from, from, the, from the droids. I just wanted to stop by and offer my respects to, to the Master Jedi. It's a social call, really. It's just... And Tamron told us that she, like, specifically... Today not to bother her. Yeah. Today not to bother her. As much as she would appreciate an update and meeting the commander, she's told not to be disturbed. She's doing important work. He's not going to press the issue. Uh, he just wanted to make a, an obligatory stop by, and uh, he nods and salutes, and uh, with his helmet tucked under his arm, he uh, says, well, please give my respects to, to, to Tamron Ka and let her know that if she needs anything. We'll be, we'll be nearby for, we figure, about two more weeks before we're done cleaning up here. And uh, you wouldn't linger, and you would just move on. You wouldn't say anything. Um, Rocky would turn to be like, wait, by any chance, do you know how to fix a starship? We're mostly soldiers here, but uh, we might have a few tech-minded people if you need help. They've been trying to fix this for so long, and they won't answer my questions until it's done. We'd be very appreciated if they would hurry up. And the Admiral would stop what he's doing. Did you hear that? Talking outside. <laughs> Admiral was on top of the ship, um, working on getting some of the body back together, or whatever, working on some electronics on on top of the ship, and he would have come up on top. Don't worry about it, youngling uh, trooper. We don't need your help. We're well on our way. Thank you. Goodbye. And I'll go back to what he's doing. And he bristles up, being dismissed by a civilian. Um, you bitch, non Jedi. <laughs> Well, it's not really in our best interest to, to tamper with civilian ships, anyways. But if you want, if you want some real assistance, let us know. And he goes on his way. That was rude. I told you to stay away from my ship. I think I should help QP. I go on the ship. <laughs> 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 QP, wait! Uh, shut the door and lock it. I like QP. There's no force radiating off of a droid. <laughs> I feel calm. Uh, so with Admiral's help and occasional uh, force assistance from from the two of you, um, QP works away tirelessly, fitting the replacement parts and meticulously testing the systems. It's generally easygoing personality gets pushed at times. <laughs> if anyone struggles to follow its high-level instructions, is it learning frustration? <laughs> so what's your evening ritual like at nights? I'll mention that Temerin is is withdrawn. Sometimes she'll join you for, like, you know, the evening meal or to light a campfire outside, but, like, she's still lost in her studies, and when she's not, she's, like, tinkering with her data pad most of the time. She'll interact with you as normal and stuff, but, like, at the same time, she's not quite all there. And uh, QP13 is likewise quiet most of the time, unless spoken to. He's still uh, observing and taking notes on the behavior of sentience. Uh, I feel like Lahela and Rokti would mostly spend their evenings together. Yeah. Um... And yeah, same thing. We run a campfire, eating their meals and stuff like that. I don't know where we'd be sleeping. 
I would definitely follow QP in the ship. Yeah, but the thing is, that I don't think that he just like let us sleep no, in the ship without us becoming true. friends with him, right? That's because I was like, oh, well, I was like, did were we able to have some kind of conversation with him to be able to be like, hey, can we use a bed on your ship? There, There is no big open space inside the comm tower, too, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sure you probably would have had some kind of, like, equipment that, like, probably bed rolls or something, whatever they start was equivalent. It'd be pretty slim picnics, but you could have gone to the town and gone and stuff. Yeah, so too. we would probably have made, like, a mini camp in the in, base yeah. of the comm tower. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, yeah, then, then we'd kind of just hang out together mm-hmm. and... There'd be the occasional time where Lahela would try to interact with Admiral to, you know, see if he was willing to interact or not, but he's been kind of standoffish to them the whole time. I would definitely, like, go into a heavy meditation before sleep, like, a couple hours before, so I'm kind of, like, not there. The other thing Lahela would probably do as well, especially the first, like, week getting back from, like, the disaster everything, is she probably would have been going around town and, like, seeing where she could be helping different civilians and things like that, too, Mm. to be, like... If anything was left, destroyed, help them try to fix it up or bring food supplies back and forth to different areas and stuff like that. Hmm. Admiral would, more often than not, when, when QP and him were finished working on the ship, he would lock himself in the, the captain's quarters and usually tinker around with his equipment, trying to clean and fine-tune it. It's not much uh, camaraderie there. <laughs> Keeping nope. aloof. Okay. Not, yeah. not yet. No, he's not used to being around people recently, at least, and That's especially Jedi. Sometimes Temrin will have, like, a campfire outside, and, like, Temrin will have, like, the hollow news on or whatnot, and, like, you hear little bits and pieces about, like, a siege going on on Mandalore. Clone Wars Season 7. Don't know what happens yet. <laughs> Do you know that Ahsoka's there? Spoiler alert. So, we're now towards the end of three weeks. The repairs are nearly done. QP just has some checks and wiring to do and no longer needs help from organics. Three of you are doing your own thing when Temrin flies out of the tower, beckons you all over. Uh, her comlink rooted through her data pad is blaring a holonet broadcast. Temrin plays it back from the start. Chancellor Palpatine captured! The skies of Coruscant were filled with fire today as Count Dooku led a daring attempt on the Supreme Chancellor's life. However, the capture was interrupted by Jedi intervention. Jedi Knights Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker stormed Dooku's capital ship to rescue the Chancellor and took the Separatist leader's life in, in the process. Like Clone Wars announcers. Good. You just heard over the holonet that Palpatine was captured by Dooku and uh, summarily killed by Anakin start of Revenge of the Sith. At this moment, like, Dooku's dead, um, Maul's being run out of Mandalore, and Grievous is the last real commander left. Master, I have a feeling that they're going to need us back at Coruscant sooner rather than later. She she holds a finger up, and there's, there's more transmission that's still playing. The General Grievous was seen retreating from the battle. Republic forces have him on the run. Could the Clone Wars finally be drawing to an end? Tamarin actually seems to think the opposite of you. You can almost see like relief in her face. On the contrary, Padawan, I think I think this horrible, immoral war is finally drawing to an end, and peace might be, be might be restored to the galaxy by the time Admiral takes us home. I agree with you, Master, which is why I think it's all more important that we're there to to be there when all this is said and done and, and know what happens next with the Jedi Order. We've been so wrapped up in the Clone Wars for so long. Yes, you're right. That rebuilding and recovering our identity will be a very important part of the fallout from the Clone Wars. But the Separatist head has been severed, and literally, and uh, <laughs> without Dooku's leadership, the Separatists will be lost and scattered. General Grievous cannot lead the efforts on his own, and we'll soon have him with the full force of, of, of the Jedi after him. Three more Jedi is not going to make a, a difference in the order, and besides, we still are stranded on this planet. When we return home, I believe it may be time I recommend you for promotion. 
you both handled this assignment very well, and with the war dwindling down, you were ready to serve as Jedi Knights in peacetime. Almost ready, rather. Thank you, Master. Um, Rokti would still feel, like, unsure, because she still feels that there's, like, turbulence in the Force, that, like, nothing's been settled, like, what it's always felt like with the Clone Wars happening still feels that way, like, doesn't feel like it's coming to an end. Hmm. So Rokti would seem unsure. Uh, but Master, I... It seems like that would be so easy for it to just be done. And also, we have many things we haven't done yet to be promoted. Yes, there is one important task that remains to you. To that end, um, come see me at sunset for your final test. There, there is a huge change in, in, in her demeanor. Like it's like it's like she how she used to be before the Clone Wars broke out. Like, actually, Karen. Well, like you have been at her side as she's like argued in the council like against the war and how mm-hmm. it's immoral for Jedi's to be soldiers and generals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so the prospect of this being over, she's almost like drunk on optimism. Yeah, <laughs> but there's there's like a, there's a light in her eyes of what she used to be before. It, like that's coming back into her already. Um, she goes back into the tower and. Uh, continues her work until sunset. And after this meeting, which Admiral, like you would have heard the news at least, um, I'm not sure what it's worth to you. Um, outwardly at least, Admiral will just grunt somewhat satisfactorily. Like, seems, you know, kind of happy that it's done, but like not really giving much more than that. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to say because like you're an outlaw, so like chaos is good for you in a way, but like at but the same time. It can also make things harder. Yeah. Hence what happened recently where my ship got damaged on the way like after this meeting um without qp needing your assistance mm. like you're kind of one of a lot to do and at one point as you're outside of the ship like you can look down on the town mm. and you see that the clones uh, ships have like arrived back in town like they're done their work mm. yeah the 741st is in town probably slowly making their way towards leaving but for the time being like they're probably camping out in town for the night or something mm. um so there's, there, there's increased activity anyways from the 741st in town so Around sunset, you take the lift to Temrin's makeshift office on the observation deck. When you enter, her holopad is projecting a 3D galaxy map showing the northeastern quadrant of the galaxy, so to speak. Uh, I think that, like, star map from, like, Force Awakens, the BB-8 and RT, like, mm-hmm. pop up, like, one of those projections. Temrin lets the projection stay on. Like, normally, like, you might have seen parts of this before, and she could quickly turn it off when you come in. Mm-hmm. But this time, she leaves it on, and she stands with her arms crossed behind her back. I'll give you another chance. Do you recognize this system? And she highlights um, a particular system on the map. So, yeah, Lahela will kind of, like, squint and look at it and be a bit uncertain, but she'll kind of compare some of the things that she feels like are familiar to her as she looks at it. So this is a more proper version of the map, too, than what you saw so scrambled on the wall. So, would I just have one black? Time she's yeah, it open. one black. Two successes and advantage. So, you look at the map and you recognize the Kessel system, and you kind of gain your bearings from there, mm-hmm. relative. Because um, you would have studied star maps at, yeah, they do at, that. The, at yeah. the temple the... and... Thus the whole, hmm, Padawan, there's nothing there. What if, some, what if somebody removed it from the archives? <laughs> thus, thus that scene. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you you have that youngling training. <laughs> yeah. With Yoda showing you planets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you recognize the Kessel system and kind of gain your bearings. You study for a few moments and you realize that she's charting a path through wild space farther than any existing map or location you've ever seen. So you're on Christophsis, or the system. Yeah. Kessel is there. Okay. And, like, the path you're seeing is, like, going off towards that red circle. Okay. Um, so that's what you see. 
She'll look at the star map, look back at her master, looking she's looking pleasantly satisfied, it seeming like. Just in general, she's seeming like oh, yeah, contented yeah, with her life choices so far. She seems pretty content with what she's found. So looking back and forth, she'll be like, mildly confused because there's nothing really there. She'll be like, master, there's nothing there. It'd be like, I can see that there's the, that there's Kessel there, but then there's nothing. And she would smile and uh, provingly nod. Well, there might actually be something out there after all. And she opens up to you in a way that she doesn't often do. And there's a whole different passionate tone in her voice as she speaks. My whole life, I have felt dark corners of the universe calling to me. At first, it was my homeworld, Dathomir, calling me. Then the forest guided me to other spots. A lost clearing on Kashyyyk. A lone grove left untouched by Coruscant's urban sprawl. But since I became a knight, I have felt a pull to some place out here. She jabs at a spot on the map um, where she's tried to triangulate something's position. I don't know why or what, but the Force wants me to find whatever lies out in wild space in this region beyond the Kessel system. And you would know from your studies that the Kessel has a fairly unique situation. Like, think of the Maelstrom from Solo. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. space anomalies and things in there, which is why no one's ever explored out past that region. Mm-hmm. But it, judging by this map, she is like. Like the Kessel Run in 42 Marsacks. Yeah, like not quite the Kessel Run, obviously. <laughs> but like a way like skirting around the outside of that to get beyond right. to what uh, lies beyond Kessel, like out in what they call wild space. Right. So this is this has been my, my mission all these years. For as long as you've known me, I've been trying to research a way to get out there. And whatever for whatever reason, with the anomalies being what they are, the systems we were using back on Coruscant couldn't pierce the strange structure of space up there. But for some reason, this satellite tower, from this tower's unique perspective, I've been able to chart a map skirting around the outskirts of of Kessel's anomalies, and I've been able to triangulate a path to what seems to be a substantially sized planet. And I intend to go out there and investigate once we return to Coruscant. I gain approval from the council. Which brings me to your trial. As I said, you are almost ready to be Jedi Knights in peacetime. But there is a final piece for me in your training. Rope team, could you turn in your lightsaber, please? Lahela will pass it to her. <laughs> yeah. Lahela will hold on to the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And she would, Tamar would smirk at that and uh, <laughs> would hold it out in her hand and say, uh, the truest test of the Jedi is to forge his or her lightsaber. Normally, you would have forged your own by this point, but I've been holding you back from that. Um, I, I figured if you had your lightsabers, they would want to conscript us into the war sooner. And I wasn't ready to until recently. But I cannot recommend you to the council without having you first perform this task. And she actually leads you out of, out of, out of the little makeshift office she has, and she guides you to sit down on, on the deck uh, out of an open air, and you recognize that this is like her telling you to meditate. Mm-hmm. So the three of you sit in a circle on the deck of the observation tower and slip into the familiar meditative trance. And she says, uh, turn your feelings outward, stretch them beyond the local area. Basically encouraging you to sen- extend your senses farther than you normally do. Mm-hmm. And you're able to kind of draw on, on each other's power and magnify your perception well beyond uh, what you normally would, would, would sense. And Verokti, actually, you are the one who feels it first. There is a powerful pulse in the force coming from the east that she recognizes the way you like physically react to these things. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she nods and says, yes, there is a virgence located in the mountains east of here. Your trial lies within. I cannot say what you will find short of what you bring in with you. Um, now, there, there is a speeder that you guys have used like to get back down to the town. 
Yeah, by um, helping with my nonsense. Yeah, the, the, so that you have a speeder available to you, and you would need to use it basically to get there in a timely fashion. Like she's telling you to go there now. Um, she dismisses you and tells you to head up to the to the cavern, and she stays here. So um, yeah, they'll they'll descend and uh, yeah, see quite a quite a hurry. Yeah, that uh, admiral is at the speeder already, kind of doing whatever he's doing, and uh, so Lahela will kind of like mutter under her breath. Being like, we probably get there faster if we have an actual pilot taking us there, kind of thing. So he's, you're working on it, say, you're just trying to improve it, see, whatever, right? Like yeah. People tinker with their cars all the time, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, Rokti is like full speed, full guns ahead, just being like, now, now I can feel it, it's there, we must go. And like running up to you and being like, what are you doing? We need it, we need to go, we need to go. Come again? What's wrong with your friend? Lahaila will take like a deep breath to center herself and her feelings within the force because she's now this close, fingers being cinched closely together for those who can't see me, um, to becoming a Jedi Knight, which is something that she's wanted since she was taken into the Jedi. And uh, she'll look and be like, we've been given a specific task of our master. It's Jedi, it's Jedi specific, and we're going to need you to take us to our location very quickly. Uh, you don't know how to use a speeder. I've been using it this whole time. You've seen me leave with it to help the, the villagers, she'll say, trying not to sound obviously condescending. Uh, and then she'll look at him again and be like, but you are the pilot here, I would assume, seeing as you have your own starship, so you'd probably be able to take us there and probably more direct route than I would be able to. That'll be 50 credits. We don't have credits. We're Padawan. <sighs> okay, fine. I have nothing better to do anyways. Thank you. Rokti will, t- will direct you the way as she feels it through the force. I definitely, like, Rokti kind of just, like, grabs onto your arm and beside you, and, like, you can almost feel it, like, flowing through her, like, a, a beacon. You're like, Turn <laughs> left here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you use your GPS system. I have a GPS system. So you're a force GPS. Yes, exactly. <laughs> For more information on the show, visit the Quarter Portion Podcast on social media. Please check out our Patreon to help support the show and access bonus content. And until next time, may the Force be with you. This has been a production of the Kyber Club Podcast Network. Do you have a vision for a cosplay prop, novelty item, or other project, but don't know how to make it without breaking the bank? Nerdful Things has you covered. Ontario's 3D printing experts are committed to quality and affordability. They can forge everything from convention-friendly prop weapons to masks and helmets to small embellishments like belt buckles or pauldrons. You might even find a unique nerdy gift for friends. Check out their gallery and request a quote at www.nerdfulthings3d.com.